It actually reminded me when I when I first went to Senegal. I uh, I went in January and uh, a Uper kid leaving for Africa in January. You're like jackpot, right? You know, and I was over there and it was like no. it was sunny, no. 90 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. And you're like, Charlotte, I can't go into you. Yeah. And then like two months in, I was like. Can we get like heavy do even? You know, like anything? Any kind of change, like I realized, like I missed the change. Like I missed the change. Anyway, it's really good to be back. For those that don't know me, my name is Benny. Um, I've been here, and then here, and then Georgia, and then here, and then like, I keep going back and forth, but this is my home. This is my place. This is my people. Um, so it's really good to be back. I've got the. Colin is uh, over there, and then I've got the two other kids that are not feeling great at home with the and. And um, anyway, we uh, we're thankful to be back. No. You know, our no. family's been going through some transitions, but you know what? That's not really new to our family, but it's also not really new to the season, right? Anybody that has a phone, has a TV, knows that like it seems like everything in our country a little bit is coming to a head, right? Everything in the world at some level is coming to us. It doesn't really matter what side of any equation you're at. Like, we all kind of feel this, like, tension rising of, like, hey, we'll see how this works out. Good news is in the long, broad things, God wins. God has already won, and we're going to see good news, right? Now, in between, there's, uh, there's a journey that always, you know, is kind of unique. You don't necessarily know where it's going to be. But the goodness that God has got for us, and we're just singing, you know, he's a good, good father, and he is, he is a good father. You know, one of the things that I, I miss when I'm away from this community is like, you know, there's, there's, there's an intimacy here that was unique, especially during my life. There was a developmental thing that happened with me when I went into college, and then God was like, hey, Guys, let me pour out some spirit. You like dunked us, right? There's like this wave of stuff that happened. And you know, I grew up in the church. I grew up knowing scripture, memorizing things. Like I grew up knowing a lot of things, right? And then when you taste and you see some stuff and you're like, oh, this is good, right? This is so good. And it alters you, it changes you, it changed my destiny, changed my path to where I went my Right? Yeah. So the thing is, I come back and there's like there's these tastes and these like these things that we remember that we touch and we see we're like, oh yeah, that was so good. And you know what? One thing that I, I you know, being away and coming back, I feel like there's that tension that's rising us in the spiritual realm too, right? Where there's like there's enough of us that are like, man, it's about time for another wave. Mm-hmm. It's about yes. time for another taste, yeah. right? It's mm-hmm. like you you lean into it, you pursue it, you desire it, you, you wait for it, and then you're like, tricky, right? Like there's some times in my life where I could tell you not only verbatim what God is telling me, but I can tell you the inflection, the pause, the weight, the everything. I'm like the flip where you're like, he says something, you're like, oh, oh my goodness, you've been trying to teach me this for how many years? And like, why did you say it that way the first time? You know, he's like, because oh, yeah. you wouldn't have understood it the first way that time. You know, it's like, oh, okay. You have to live some life to understand that thing, right? And so we've all had some tastes of that. We've all had, you know, that, that yearning, the growing, the, you know, all that stuff. But also kind of at some level, if we're honest with each other, like some level of comfortability. You know, we like to do the thing that we know, right? 
I was reading on Twitter this last week, and uh, somebody put a, a comment on that said basically, we we don't change, and we don't grow as much as we'd like to because we're too attached to who we were. Yep. Isn't that a crazy thought? We're too attached to who we are. We like so much of, <laughs> hey, we know this now. So, you know, like, yeah. I really want awesome. That looks like a lot of effort, though. <laughs> you know, like, or I don't know all the plans to get there. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to make all my plans here before I make my, my first step, right? So, like, we kind of go and we process these things, right? And, uh, and I'm at a place in my life where I feel like God is inviting me for more. And in particular, more more health and more holiness. Okay? And I think he's inviting us as a community into the same. And so I want to share a little bit about that. So um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about fruit today, right? The Bible is just there's tons of passages about fruit. And and about a week and a half ago, God was like, all right, we're going to talk about fruit. And I was like, all right, good. There's the good fruit and the bad fruit. And let me whip up those verses of all these things. And, you know, and it talks about Hey, can, uh, you know, can you get grapes from a thorn bush? Anybody have an answer for me? Can you get grapes out of a thorn bush? No. No. No! You get grapes from a grapevine, right? What? You get apples from a strawberry plant. No! That's just silly, right? We should know that stuff. We should know that stuff, right? So, we always talk about, like, hey, there's good fruit comes from good trees. Right? So we know a lot of that stuff. We tree and then we'll grow all of those other fruits. No sense that we expect good fruit from a bad tree or bad fruit from a good tree. Yeah. But one of the things that God has been sharing and putting on my heart is the difference between good fruit and good fruit. Right? And you're like, what are you talking about? Well, it's great. All right, we're going to talk about it in a second. So right here, I've got a bag of fruit that I got this morning. Right. Taking a little look at it. Over here, I got a bag of fruit from last week. Now the question is, raise your hand, are apples good fruit? Yes. Yeah, yeah they're I good fruit. Like yes. right? How about peaches? I don't like yeah. Yeah. peaches. Grapes, like grapes? Yeah. Yeah, strawberries? Yeah. yeah. Bananas. Yes. All of these are good fruit. Right? Yes. They're all good fruit. I love good fruit. I like pineapple. Hey, cucumbers are awesome too. Right? Not the fruit. Cucumbers yeah. are not fruit. Chicken nugget fruit is the best. <laughs> I said pineapple. Pineapple's good. All right. So anyway, bananas. Bananas are crazy. Bananas have like a superpower. Do you guys know that? No. Bananas are really good. So bananas. Bananas. If you go all sciencey, right? They they create a gas. They used to be called ethylene, and they changed to ethene. Why they changed it, I don't know. It doesn't matter, right? So there's the bananas. They create this gas, and what it does is it super speeds the ripening of fruit, right? So oh. if you've got an avocado that's, like, really hard, and the thing is, when I was a kid coming in the UP, like, I didn't know what a good avocado was. I didn't know what eats that here. You can't grow that. And they would send them, like, super, like, not ripe at all in the stores, and so you'd either have, like, yeah. Not ripe at all, and they're like like a rock, or they're like they they were ripe like five months ago, and they're like mush, and you're like, who eats avocados? Until you go to a place where there's fresh avocados, you're like, oh, that's why people eat these. All right, right. So with it, if you were to go to the store here and you get a really rock hard avocado, you put it by your bananas, right? Because the bananas will help it get ripe really quick. Huh. The problem is if you put bananas 
with your other fruit, what does it do? It spoils it. It spoils them, right? So we just talked about how grapes were good fruit, right? Like, if I were to grab in here and grab out this, does that look good? Yeah. Yeah. Now, who wants some of these grapes? Me. Isn't that a fun for now? Me. Can you hold this in there? Oh, good. Picture him. If anybody over there wants some grapes, I got some extra grapes over here too. I don't think so. You know where these been? They're coming out of the wrong bag. But there's some mold on them. Ooh, no, thank you. Gotta give one to your son. Whoops. Are those good strawberries? You're okay. Yeah, are they juicy? Leo wants one. Leo wants one. Oh, oh boy. Alright, so you're kidding. You want a yeah. strawberry? Come on up real quick. You want a strawberry? See, kids flock to good like fruit. Strawberries? Isn't that That right there should be the message. Kids will flock yeah. to good fruit. Only if there's sugar. Write that down in your Bible. Oh. Yeah, I'm one of the weird ones. You're okay. You're okay. okay. Sit. Sit. Where's your ball? What? Oh, okay. Oh, gross. Oh, 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 okay. Gross. Oh. Ew. This is one week. One week with that banana. Oh. One week with that banana turned it looking like that. Isn't that gross? Bananas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? I was telling you, there's some things 
They are both good. the same. Right? Mm -hmm. Kind of like grapes and raisins and grapes oh. to wine. Like there's certain things that can be good before and good later. Okay? Now, the brown bananas are even better. What am I talking about with good fruit and good fruit, right? I think we can all tell there's a difference between the strawberries and the strawberries, right? Right? Yes. And one yes. of the things that God was sharing with me this last week is he's saying, Benny, hey, I want to invite you into a life that your good fruit is good. That is in season all the time and tastes good. Now, me being honest here, okay, I'll put myself on the spot. There's a lot of times where, you know what? I offer my children or I offer my wife the bad strawberries and not the good ones. Where I offer my friend the bad grapes and not the good ones. Now, God has created me to make good fruit. And guess what? I was still making fruit, right? And my tree still makes strawberries. My tree still makes grapes and all that stuff. Like, I'm still doing that, those fruits, right? So the Bible talks, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. There's all these things that, like, our bodies are, are supposed to create, right? But sometimes, you know what? I know what makes my wife come alive is having a house clean, right? Like, having a spotless house, she's got so much peace and so much joy. It's not green, guess what? Not as much, right? She feels the anxiety of it until, until it gets clean. And I grew up in a family with four older brothers. How much of a mess do you think five boys had all the time? 200. 200 what? Right? So the problem is, I've had to yes. learn like, hey, you know what? I could clean up all that stuff after she's like frustrated and anxiety and like all this. I could clean all and that's, you know, that's kind. But really, it feels like rotten, rotten apples to her, right? Like, if I could offer the good fruit, it would be me going and saying, hey, I know what makes her come alive. Let me be intentional now to give her something that's going to taste super good, super sweet, right? It's because I'm being thoughtful to say, hey, I'm going to invest in this thing. I'm going to invest in this fruit, right? So, like, Cohen, for instance, he loves his brother and his sister. He loves them, right? Sometimes they're annoying, right, Cohen? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes very annoying. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> so sometimes they're annoying to him. You know, the thing is, like, sometimes we'll look at him, either me or Angie, and we'll look at him, and he's like, he knows he's got to go and, you know, clean up this thing or, or play with Avi or take care of Sale, and he really doesn't want to. But the thing is, like, in truth, he loves his siblings, right? And sometimes he offers not not the best fruit, but like a, an obligation fruit. Like here it is, but it's been sitting with some bananas for a while, so hope you like that flavor, right? But like if we're honest with ourselves, how many like times do we offer the people that we love, even though we love them, not the best version of the fruit that's inside of us? Does this make sense to everybody? Oh, yeah. 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 Does. Kind of. Kind of. Okay. Not at all. Okay, so fruits are in the Bible almost everywhere. It's, it's one of those crazy things. There's names of people, names of places, decorations on trees, biblical laws. It's found in blessings, curses, all that stuff. In James 3.17 it says, But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial, and sincere. 
Matthew 7 talks about can a good tree produce bad fruit? Can a bad tree produce good fruit? Talks about not judging. It also talks about be careful about false prophets. It talks about, hey, by their love, by their fruits, you'll know if they're from me or not. They're good. Right? Here's a funny story for you. I was in the Dominican one time and I, I was at the team of people and I was like, ah oh, man, banana? Yeah. I'm gonna get some bananas for my team. I got this whole like massive, it's like a branch, but it's like felt like a thousand bananas. It was crazy. I'm, you know, I'm wheeling the team and I get this good price. And we bring them back and we all start opening them. And, uh, and the funny thing Sit. is, Sit. two funny things. First of all, do you know everywhere else in the world opens a banana from this end, not this end? Mm -hmm. Yes. No, we're like we're all taught to like grab this Shit. side, Shit. and everyone else is like, Shit. "Why would you do that? You got a handle over here." Go bananas. Anyway, fun fact for you: number one, number two. I bought these bananas, and I was like, "All right." And we all start like eating into them. Like, oh, that doesn't taste too great. Sometimes there's imposters out there, right? That looks kind of good fruit until you taste it, and you're like, "Now I say right." They were plantains. I didn't even know what plantains were. They look like bananas, but they taste like potatoes. <laughs> also good fruit if you prepare it right. Yeah, but it was it was not right. Yeah. Okay, so bananas, right? Bananas in our life. When I think of bananas, I think of comparison. Okay? There's a there's a statement that says comparison is the thief of joy, which basically means if you're living your life out of comparison, it's gonna steal your joy. Right? What I mean by that is if I look at my years when, when God just dumped a wave of spiritual stuff on us and I say, man, our life doesn't look exactly like that. I'm not seeing this. I'm not hearing that. You know, the more that I dwell on that, the more it makes me unjoyful. makes me sad. makes me frustrated. makes me feel like I'm missing out on that thing. Right? The flip side is if I, if I look at the banana in the future, that's perfect for banana bread. You're like, oh, I can't wait for that thing to turn all the way brown so I can make banana bread. Hey, I can't wait until I get back to Marquette because my people are good people. You know what? My life is instantly going to get better. Hey, we're going to have more worship. I love the worship there. Hey, hey, you know what? We're going to be doing all these things because, you know, so if you're looking into the future, you're looking at that, and I'm in California, and I'm saying, oh, man, I wish I was there. I'm missing out on that thing in the future, right? Whether you're looking in the past, or you're looking in the future, whether you're looking at the things that you have, you don't have, the things that you wish you had. Anytime that you're looking at comparison in your life, there's a good chance that it's going to start feeling your joy. Okay? So these bananas, what they do in our life is the more time that we look on our phones, the more time we look at the news, guess what? It's not filled with everything that's peachy. It's not filled with everything that's awesome. It's filled with fear. It's filled with anxiety. It's filled with what you should be afraid of next. What you just missed out on. I can't believe you do, weren't afraid of that thing. You gotta catch up, right? Like there's so much, right? Catch up. No, not right yeah, There's so much stuff that we are, are tied to. Like that's one of the massive changes, right? Like anybody that's my age or older, we remember before there were cell phones. Yep. Right? And I used to hear stories of my grandpa cutting ice from Kia Lake and bringing it on the sled to everybody's house so they'd have ice for their water and their juice and their whatever else. Like, that's crazy. You think about that now, like, hey, let's go cut a hole in the ice and grab a chunk and bring it home. Like, what? And then my life, you know, I remember 
I learned how to type on a typewriter. I know that ages me. These kids are like, what is a typewriter? I know it's remember, I remember when my mom came home with an electric typewriter for, for those that are older than me. There's an electric typewriter, which is like the biggest waste of space because it lasted like seven days before the computer came out. Remember that? People don't even remember what electric typewriter is. Anyway, I do. Like, I know what a typewriter Here's the old one you want to go back, right? How life was different. You remember how we used to always walk around and you would always step and poop, dog poop, right? Like, raise your hand if you remember having to sit down with the stick to get the poop out of the bottom of your shoes, right? Like, yeah. anybody else might, all the little kids are like, what is wrong with you guys? And we all say, what is wrong with the generation of people picking it up the back? Right. Are you calling it? Things change. And with the invention of phones and with the invention of computers, I feel like things are expedited. Yeah. Things are sitting in the banana, right? Things are spoiling faster and moving faster than ever. Right? Like, like an airplane and a, and a jet. Appreciate it, guys. Here's the thing. Things are moving faster and faster in our life. Right? And a lot of times it can catch us by surprise. But I also feel like this and this in my life have spoiled some of my fruit. Right? And it's, I'm not like saying, hey, you guys, you have to get rid of your phones. I'm just telling you what God is inviting me into is saying, hey, Benny, there's another level of health. There's another level of wholeness. You know what? To be perfectly honest, I am not the perfect dad. I'm not the perfect husband. I'm not the perfect friend. You know, everybody knows that, right? Like, I mean, not particularly with me. <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have ways that I can grow. I have yes. ways that I can mature. But I had to, you know, come to the conclusion, like, you know what? If I want those things, I have to be willing to change the girl. Like, the other day, I was talking with Cohen, and Cohen had to tell me, Hey, Papa, you're on your phone too much. Like, one, that's humbling for a parent to hear, hey, can you play with me more? You're on your phone too much. Is he right? Yeah, he's right. You know, I'm probably not the only one that has some level of addiction to technology, right? But the crazy thing too is I have to also honor, and I did in that moment, honor the fact like that takes courage from a child, right? That takes courage to say, hey, what I need is some more of your good fruit, but you give me moldy strawberries, Dad. Right? You're giving me not the best fruit, but a fruit. Like, I need yeah. some better fruit, Dad. Right? And so, I'm here to say, like, hey, what God is saying in my life is the next wave is coming. Yeah. Right? It's coming. But you know what? When the next wave comes, our, our bodies, our, our gardens, our heart, are they going to be healthy enough that we can flourish? Right, the Bible talks about one of those passages, Ezekiel, I think it's 37. It talks about how, you know, the trees planted near the river that come from the, flo- the throne of God, like, they produce in season, out of season. Like, every month they're producing fruit. Every month. Constant good fruit. Their trees don't turn bad colors. Like, they're just constantly producing because why? They're resting in Him. We're talking about fruit, right? There's another passage that says, I am the vine, you're the branches, abide in me. Like, this is the key to everything, right? Yes. For good fruit is resting in Him. Finding time to be intimate with God the Father. 
God the Son, God the Spirit. <laughs> you know what? Finding time to be intimate with your spouse, with your children. Like, if we're all honest, there all are things in my life and your life where you're like, I could do this better with my wife, with my husband, with my child. And the question is, the only time you can do something is today. Is today the day that you're going to say, you know what, I'm in. You know what? Or am I going to sit there and say, here's all my plans, and someday I'm going to start acting on those plans. You don't have to have all of the plans. You need to start moving. Right? Same with me. I need to start moving. All right? So I'm just going to publicly say some of the stuff because the answer's in here. And uh, I'm, don't worry. I'm not just kidding. But I know some of you moms are going to let me know for accountability's sake, of course. Um, but, like, I'm going to be intentional and make sure that all dishes are clean before I go to bed. Right? So tangible things that I can do, tangible things that I can do to make sure that my garden is good, that I'm giving her good fruit, and stuff like that, I'm going to start working out four days a week. Right? For the month, month of August, I'm probably going to die. But um, I'm, for the most part, five days a week, I'm going to essentially be paleo. Right? Oh, boy. These are some big, big things, and they're really not big things at all. Right? They're like small things, but again... This is not my life in the past, but if I want to move into what God's got for me in the future, I want help in all areas of my life, right? I'm going to start going to bed earlier and getting up earlier before my kids instead of trying to react every day, right? Like, I've got a list of things. If you want the whole list, you can come talk to me all the time. But i got a list of things that are like, hey, you know what? These are some things that I'm going to work on. And guess what? Part of my plan is I know that I'm going to fail on some of these occasions. And part of my plan is I'm going to give myself grace. Right? Like, all of us that have children, we've watched how they, like, crawl and then start to walk and they crawl on their face and they keep walking. Like, the point isn't to come up with a plan that you're never going to fall on your face. The point is, you know what, if I want to start running, i got to start crawling. Right? So I don't know what that looks like in your life, but I know there's an invitation in your life, too, that there's a another level of wholeness, another level of health that God wants to do because like the Bible says you're connected to him your fruit 100 fold 60 fold 30 fold which means 30 times the fruit 60 times the fruit 100 times the fruit that you're producing today he wants to produce that in you for people like how many of you want to like go and give good fruit to everybody you're at I do right but if I only have limited fruit and I'm isolating it Guess what? It's all going to turn sour. It's going to turn spoiled before I can give something good. We have a good, good father. Because he likes to give really good gifts and really good fruit. And he likes to build that in us, right? And this is an opportunity, I think, for us to say, hey, you know what? It's time for me to give a good gift. Right? That's what I've got to share today. I know uh, Pastor tells you to come on up and share what's up with us. Let me just pray real quick, and then he's going to uh, take it from there. Dad, you are a good dad, and I'm thankful that you desire the best for us. I'm thankful that you always give us your best fruit. Dad, I ask that you would help draw me, draw this whole community into another level of health, another level of wholeness, where we say, you know what? I don't know where this is going, but I'm in. I want you to bring more health in my life. Help me with more courage more consistency, more sacrifice, more dedication, more rest. God, give me the things that I need to nourish the garden of my heart so that the people around me taste the good things. Mm -hmm. 
God, we know that you want to produce love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness. All of Don't these things. Don't me. And in me. So God, I just ask, hey, help me to do that. Help me to produce a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. God, our children, they need a taste, another wave. God, we, we've, we've tasted and we've seen. For the sake of our children, I ask that you would bring another wave just of a different level of intimacy, a new way, something that is beyond anything that we know. But God, give them a taste and, and help us teach them how to run after it. God, help us to be healthy enough to be able to produce really good things when it's time and it's time. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.